it's bringing a, a massive range of blokes from all different walks of life together for that common goal of preventing suicides in men in, in Australia, the world, whatever. But also working together as, as therapy, I guess, to helping the homeless and helping the less fortunate. That's John Denholm. He's the founder of South Australia's huge volunteer-run men's support network, SA Brothers. John started the group back in 2017 on the back of going through his own mental health struggles and coming to the realisation that the men around him needed a platform to support each other. I was always brought up, I guess, in that generation of uh, toughen up princess. You know, you'll be right. Looking back on that, that played a big role in not reaching out for help earlier, I suppose. He never intended for it to be a big deal, but with so much demand, the network quickly ballooned out to include more than 25,000 active members. John now carries the massive workload of keeping SA Brothers running alongside his right-hand man, Jared Wadmore. With the help from a crew of lads who put their blood, sweat and tears into actively serving the community through volunteer work based on helping men locally. Run it between our jobs and our families and our social lives full time. Like it's and you're not doing enough apparently. <laughs> <laughs> they also have the full time job of monitoring the Facebook page. That's a constant stream of men looking for advice and support for everything from their mental health to needing help finding work or just looking for a chat. We've had numerous stories mm -hmm. of people contacting us directly and saying you are. You guys are the reason that I'm still here. SA Brothers is the only group of its kind in the country and is a shining example of what's possible when men band together for no other reason than to help each other. Handing out sleeping bags and blankets and guys that I hadn't really sort of met before, but to see them, and I knew they were struggling, to then help someone else and the, just the look on their face to say, I've helped this person and feel a bit of pride and get a bit of fire back. The group makes a massive difference to thousands of lives each year, yet still struggles immensely to find the funding needed to cover costs. Bugger all funding. Mm. Yeah. Just, um, no just, backing. Just manpower. Like I said, Volunteers. No, one, no one's written a book on how to do this. Sometimes the drive to do the right thing takes a heavy personal toll, but for these guys, it's simply too important to quit. It's what I do in my spare time. It's I go to work, I come home, I'm doing stuff for SA Brothers. I'm trying to better us, I'm trying to network, I'm trying to get grants, I'm trying to help people. Like It's just it's what I do now. Welcome to Young Blood, an award-winning podcast on a mission to make the mental health of young men a top priority. My name's Callum McPherson, I'm a journalist, and this is our platform to open up and share stories of what we've been through because we're not alone. Let's do it. So, John, when did you first struggle with your mental health? I guess uh, from an early age, I suppose, uh, during high school, uh, those early years. Yeah, I was fairly heavily bullied through school. Um, and little did I know that it was going to play a pretty big role later in life, uh, the way I felt. Um, yeah. And how did you feel? What sort of impact did that have on you? <clears throat> it, yeah, it was pretty... It never... Like, I lacked confidence to do anything. Um, still struggle today, like I said, hate public speaking, that sort of thing, uh, still struggle with that, but uh, just confidence in myself, the way I looked, uh, I was a pretty chubby kid I suppose, so that's what I used to get, get bullied for, um, yeah, it sort of followed me through life until now, getting better, but yeah. So you just found you had low confidence, low self-esteem yeah, and that? Yeah, pretty low, like it was, yeah, it was a dark place, yeah. Right, and to what extent? Uh, there was a couple of times where I was pretty on the edge of, uh, of considering ending things. Uh, luckily, there was a couple of things that sort of pulled me up, nothing uh, to note down, but uh, luckily I got through that um, and saw that there was 
you know, a, a, a brightness to the to the dark side of things. And so, how about how old were you at that? that time? Uh, this is ranging from like fourteen to eighteen. Uh, luckily, when I was eighteen, I went into the work. Well, seventeen, I went into the workforce, and it was totally different. Uh, I made a lot of mates. Worked for a good company. Who I still work for today. Uh, really turn things around. So, mm. Jared, what about your your own experience, mental health wise, through your life? Yeah, mine kind of crept up on me, so to speak. Uh, my mum passed away in two thousand and four after a pretty long battle with uh, cancer. So, growing up with that, you know, going into remission and then, you know, thinking everything was okay, and then a few years later it would come back again. So, um, it sort of crept up, and then, you know, I uh, moved overseas for work in two thousand and eleven, and. I'm always one to sort of just push everything down and then deal with everyone else's issues because it's easier to help other people Mm. rather than deal with myself. And then it kind of came to a head in probably sort of 2014, 2015 when I realised I was taking on way too much um, and I wasn't dealing with stuff myself. So you were using other people's problems as a bit of a distraction for yourself to to not have to face that, but then obviously you can't ignore it forever. No. builds up and it builds, builds up. up and then you don't realize it until it sort of comes to a, a bit of a head and yeah. you realize that and what what did eventuate um i was a, a culmination of things like um, my relationship with my girlfriend at the time um and then uh, work stress and being away like i said I, I live and work overseas in hong kong and it just sort of came to a, a huge head and I, w- I flew back to hong kong and i got there and i thought what am i doing uh, and just sort of almost broke down and went to see the company uh, medical uh, doctor and I said just can't do this at the moment and took a bit of time off to sort of find myself and um, yeah got some help and how did you guys used to view mental health um, before you went through these sort of significant periods I was always brought up I guess in that generation of uh, toughen up princess you know you'll be right looking back on that that played a big role in not reaching out for help earlier, I suppose. That was your inner dialogue as well. Yeah, yeah. It was always like that 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 older generation thinking, you know, if you if you speak up saying you know you're struggling, you know, you're a girl or you know you're, you're weak, you know, and um, I guess that's what our mission is today to completely flip that around, uh, so people aren't struggling, so they can reach out mm. um, and make it completely different, I guess, to to what I went through. And, you know, there would have been a lot of people worse positioned than I was. Uh, but it's definitely affected me uh, in later life. And what about you, Jared, in terms of how you used to view it? Has that changed over time? Oh, definitely. Now, especially working with SA Brothers uh, in the last three to four years, uh, it's a real issue. And growing up in school and sort of early adulthood, I guess, you don't really hear about mental health. You don't know what it is. I had no idea that I was actually having issues at the time and didn't really have an idea of how to deal with it. So there's no real education sort of for the early part, at least in school or once you finish school, then, you know, where do, where do you turn if you've got issues? Mm. And, and that's the sort of like what John said is um, our goal and mission as uh, with SA Brothers is to actually get that sort of uh, word out there that there is hope, there is help. There is always someone that has either been through that issue or that has gone through problems in the past that we can help. What helped you? bring you guys back up and and feel supported when you were struggling so i guess it was a combination of a new relationship uh, and a new breath of wind i suppose Uh, a new career as well uh, helped 
but like I said, still to this day, it's still got lasting psychological effects, I guess. Uh, nothing, nothing crazy, but still, there's still a lot of moments, especially with SA brothers and the position I'm in that I doubt myself. There's always a lot of self-doubt. Like imposter syndrome yeah, and that sort of yep, thing. Yeah, yeah, um, You know, we get, we do get a lot of stuff, you know, you're not, you're not doing, you're not doing enough you know, you should be doing more, you really? should be doing better. Yeah. Fuck, that's and, a bit like, harsh. This, yeah. <laughs> this stuff really, it really eats away at me because I'm so emotionally invested yeah. in this group. But yeah, I guess, like I said, the turnaround was that new, that fresh relationship, the new career, and the thought that I really wanted to do something to help people that have been in that position. Mm. Did you ever seek help? Uh, not until I started SA Brothers, yeah. uh, funnily enough. And still to this day, like we spoke about before, you end up taking on other people's problems and neglecting to deal with your own, which yep. is fine for a short period. Until you've got a lot of other people's problems to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we, we can't help anyone else and, unless we're looking after exactly. ourselves. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's all well and good to want to put others first and there's amazing power and, and strength in that and the community needs it, but you're not going to be any good after a while if you forget yep. to take care of yourself sort of along the way yeah for sure so how did SA Brothers get started so we originally we were on a similar forum I guess online uh, none of us knew each other and we decided to start a group in SA and originally it was just blokes coming together to, to make new mates um, and then once we got a, a sort of a chat group going I suppose I thought well this is a good chance to, to try and do something for you know, blokes in, in similar positions. Uh, so in late 2017, I started the page and it's grown from there. How many quickly. How many blokes were sort of in that little group at the start? Uh, probably, like in, in, in the small group, probably six or seven. Mm. Uh, in the in the large group, like 80, in the like in the chat sort of group, yeah. yeah. And so what did you guys find at the time that you launched it and in the precursor groups, what did you get out of coming together with other guys and, and sharing this stuff and having those original meetups. Yeah, so the original meetups, I guess, were more of a, like a going to meet and make new friends. Uh, I moved back to SA in early 2017 from New South Wales. I hadn't been here for eight or nine years, so I had no mates. So that was really a chance to get out and make some new mates and have those sort of going forward because um, I knew I was going to be here for a few years. Yeah. Um, and I think that was the intention from a lot of the other guys as well. Obviously, a massive part of SA Brothers is mateship mm. as like a key word. And you talk about not having any friends. You know, how does that how does that feel to 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 say I don't have any mates? Yeah, it was pretty pretty average. Like I had I had mates in New South Wales, but you know that's thirteen hours away. Um, and I was originally I was here on my own. My girlfriend hadn't moved over, and I was working, going home, going to work, going yep. home wasn't really a great lifestyle to be stuck in your own head at the same time yeah yeah um, i've been in a, that situation before uh working in a country town yeah you know, eight hours from home where i had mates on the phone but yeah. no one actually physically there yeah it's a lot and different very very very, different. De- very demanding work um and you do start to feel like that well my life is just waking up going to work going yep. to sleep and you start to sort of lose it a bit because i think we all need actual physical companionship we need to be able to like go and have a beer with someone yeah, or, yeah, or hang out with sure, them. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, that story in your head just starts to get weird and we yeah. know how dangerous isolation can be mm, yeah. for men especially. For sure. Yeah. 
Um, so when did you come along and get involved with it all, Joe? Uh, so towards the end of 2017. So I wasn't part of the initial uh, small group, but yep. I um, found it uh, sort of online and, and sort of stumbled across it, to be honest. And, and this thought, was after you'd had that really yeah, difficult period? Yeah, yeah. so uh, sort of a couple of years after that and uh, thought it was just a, a an awesome group. Like I, I've got, you know, quite a few friends, but there's that gap between talking to a good friend and then obviously seeing a professional. There's nothing really in between. And I found it a lot easier to almost talk to strangers like John and some of the guys in the group about issues rather than my own friends or then seeking a professional. Why do you uh, think that was? No, it's just a lot easier to open up. A lot of my friends are a bit, like John said before, blokey blokes and, you know, there's that sort of... So feel like there's less risk? Yeah, kind of. And there's like there still is a stigma you know, behind sort of just sitting down to a, with a mate and saying, you know, I've got, an, I've got a problem or I'm not feeling the best today. Like, there's still that wall we need to break down. And I found it a lot easier to do that with a stranger or, a, you know, group of uh, guys that I've never met than talking to a friend. Mm-hmm. And what did you see was lacking in the community for men? The gap between knowing you've got uh, an issue or, know, or, or knowing that you're struggling to seeking professional help. And that's, that's the, we're, we're trying to provide that safety net between those two. Uh, so when you are struggling, there is someone to talk to. There is someone who's probably been in that position that you have been that could offer you advice or that could point you in the right direction. And that initial phase is so important because I think what we want is some reassurance that we're not a freak or we're not crazy. No, yeah. uh, and there is a tendency to feel like we're alone with whatever it is that we're experiencing and then feel embarrassed and feel shame attached to it. And then that'll stop us seeking help because we're worried of you know, how we're viewed or we don't even want to look at ourselves that way because a lot of us have that ingrained voice in our heads like you do, John, yeah, from yeah. Your, your childhood where it's just like, you know, that's, that's weak if you go on seek help and the last thing you want someone who's who's at that position who's who's finally had the balls to sit up and say i am struggling for someone to jump on that and completely turn them around from talking and give them a bad reception yeah that could be it could be life or death yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. we we've both completed mental health first aid training and there's i found it was an amazing course but there's a distinct lack of help at the start there's it's all like once, towards it's, the once it's a crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, so want to, you want to intercept it before you want it gets preventative And that's what we're trying to do. And, yeah. uh, and there's no training or no um, sort of help in that mm. regard. So there's no handbook on how no. to do it. Yeah. And I suppose a lot of the, the funding and the attention goes to, as you're saying, the other end of the Someone spectrum. On the edge. Once it's already a big problem yep. rather than how do we sort of recondition ourselves or change the next generation so they don't end up in that. Yep. spot in the, exactly. the first place we, we much rather sort of talk to someone at the start who might say i've got an issue then they get to the precipice and start thinking oh i've got to end it all mm. it's a lot easier to intercept it like john said at the start than at the end and yeah. i think blokes are really good at justifying things to themselves and pretending like something's not not really a problem and yeah. it's yeah. not it's not a big deal until suddenly it is yeah uh, and then it can be too late what did you guys expect SA Brothers to be in the beginning? <laughs> Nothing. I didn't think it was going to grow so far. And like we've got a pretty big list of achievements, which have in, incredible. In like honestly, four years. Yeah, I. When you think about the what we've been able to achieve together, it's 
amazing. It really is. Without bugger all funding. Yeah. Just um, no just, backing. We, just manpower. Like I said, no, one, no one's written a book on how to do this. Like we've we've stumbled through how to incorporate as an association, run it as a not for profit, run it between our jobs and our families and our social lives full time. Like it's And you're not doing enough apparently. <laughs> yeah. We've got very Depends forgiving very forgiving <laughs> partners and wives, let's yeah. be honest. They, um, they are the rocks. Well but they probably uh, appreciate that it makes you better blokes so yeah, yeah. getting a part yeah. of it all. They know that deep down it's for a fantastic cause. So yeah. but um look the original goal was to stop one person from from suiciding uh we've had numerous stories mm-hmm. of people contacting us directly and saying you are you guys are the reason that i'm still here yep. so i mean that's yeah, that makes it worth it it's that's what we do what is your gut reaction when you read those messages oh, it's uh <laughs> i can't even describe it like. yeah it's pretty it's, it's bloody humbling it's to know that we've like, made geez. a difference to one or two or three people from ending their life just f- a couple of blokes jumping online and sort of providing you know, prov- yeah. safe space mm. is, is pretty amazing and we don't i don't think we give enough credit to that for ourselves we just go oh we've done that and then go to the next person or go to the next thing and when you've just said that i'm like actually that's pretty huge yeah or focus on the one negative thing yeah out of a hundred positive things we tend to do that yeah we all tend to do that why do you think twenty five thousand blokes have been so receptive to it it's bringing a massive range of blokes from all different walks of life together for that common goal of preventing suicides in men in in Australia, the world, whatever. But also working together as as therapy, I guess, to helping the homeless and helping the less fortunate, whether it be someone who's nearly on the street themselves or, you know, someone who's a lawyer walking shoulder to shoulder on the street, handing out sleeping bags to the homeless. Like that's awesome. Everyone's a brother, you know. Yeah. That's a great um, way to put it. Yeah. What have you seen it do for people's lives? Uh, obviously saved lives, but just the, even on the lower end of the spectrum, we see people posting on it all day, every day. Well, yep. we've, we've um, helped people out with emergency accommodation if they've had an issue sort of with you know, being kicked out of their house or uh, providing our emergency style food hampers for, um, particularly in COVID, a lot of people have lost their jobs yeah. um, and they've literally put on the page, help. You know, I can't. I can't afford to feed my family tonight, and we, we've sort of uh, raised funds ourselves to keep these hampers and um, go and hand them out. And we can actually see our work, you know, face to face. You you give a hamper to someone, and they just shocked. You meet them, you talk to them, you hear their story. You it's know, amazing, it's emotional. Yeah. And then it's only until you, they send a message to the page like a day or two later saying, "This, I can eat." for a week yeah and sometimes they might never send a message or exactly, exactly. it's yeah. not about the credit at all it's just you know just to know that they can feed their family for a week and it's very noticeable that there's a massive focus on service for SA Brothers you guys are always doing something somewhere trying to coordinate something yep. which I'm sure does your head in the <laughs> 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 busiest guy on the planet I swear but that real hands-on community service what does that do for for mental health serving I, I think getting bikes involved on the actual hands-on stuff, not just saying, let's donate some money to this. We don't know where it's going. You know, we can't get involved because it's all behind closed doors. We're completely different. Yep. Yeah, it's it's getting people who, who donate, who also they're on the day doing stuff hands-on on the ground and stuff in the background. They can actually see 
what we are preaching is actually getting done. You know? I think also it pulls you out of your own little world. It does. That's yeah. where all the trouble is and where we inevitably yeah. always get stuck. It's Like I said before, it's like a therapy for some people. It's like a, a time away from you know the struggles that they're facing or or an avenue that they can talk to other people at the same time as help out other people um and then if they're struggling and they go and help someone else that's struggling it already shows them like oh there's plenty of people out here who yeah, are doing, doing it tough in yeah. some sort of way yeah. and we found that when we did our winter drive last year handing out sleeping bags and blankets and guys that i hadn't really sort of met before but to see them and i knew they were struggling to then help someone else and the, just the look on their face to say I've helped this person and feel a bit of pride and get a bit of fire back and it was really really cool what have you learned about blokes from all this <laughs> oh, deep deep down we can actually talk about our problems it just takes a little coaxing to yeah. get it out sometimes yeah yeah they're, they're pretty hard uh, their exterior <laughs> as we know they are. especially uh, you man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're a hard yeah, nut to crack my man <laughs> uh, but over time like I said I think to to bring blokes together like we have i think that's the best way to get them to break down their outer walls mm. um because we see each other do it yeah. and then that in yeah. itself and is it's a safe they're doing it in a safe place you yeah know, with next to blokes who they call brothers you mm. know yeah um, and they know that everyone who's a part of that group gets what it's about yep and so there's that permission there that yep. maybe doesn't exist in their own it's like unspoken rule you know we're there for a common yeah. goal everyone knows yeah. what we're there for yeah and it's amazing to see how positive the reception is but pretty much every single time someone posts about something yeah um they'll have you know upwards of 10 comments of people trying to actually offer advice yeah. or just say that they yeah. they relate to them and they hear them and they're there from them yeah. um what impact do you reckon that generally has on people who post because i see a lot of the time people use that when they feel like they've got nowhere else to turn they'll post on sa brothers as like a first port of call which is pretty immense i suppose praise to the to the group yeah, yeah. um what do you think they gain from doing that the the amount of like that to me like a, a heap of comments on a post seeking help straight away is like a massive show of doesn't matter what you've done where you've come from what you're struggling with like there is a heap of blokes here for you that are going to support you no matter what um a typical example is someone who might just put up a post because we uh, vet all our posts yeah so then we have to approve them and we obviously do that day to day is a bloke just saying i'm not having the best day i'm struggling we'll approve that and then you'll see the just the plethora of replies me too and going <laughs> oh Oh, my inbox is always open or here's my number like yeah. literally just yeah or even guys. Like come these, around these to my blokes, house yeah, 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 yeah. yeah come around for a beer come, come around down, for a beer I'll share your where are you, pub, you know? and I'm sure you've made an un, uh, unbelievable amount of friendships happen oh, through that page yeah. as well yeah well one of the best ones to be honest all all my mates now are from SA Brothers yeah so without that I wouldn't have had any well, of these I, blokes, I didn't know him like, before 2017 he's yeah. one of my best mates now and yeah. with 25,000 members you think you're probably the, one of the biggest gangs in SA yeah. <laughs> other than maybe the cops the yeah <laughs> what do you think we all have in common I think everyone wants to work for something positive I think no one wants to see anyone struggling. Well, deep down, I don't think anyone wants to see anyone else struggling. Do you think, from what you've seen, that men deep down generally they do they do want to open up, or they oh, yeah. they, they do want to actually speak about what what's on their For mind, sure. but they're just afraid to? I still think there's that that generational 
division between the you know the older blokes and and the younger generation i think us well, probably because that's when we were raised yeah, um yeah. and and those childhood years where your brain's so malleable and you yep. really you ingrained into those the... those views i suppose that's why it's so important to do this work now because when we're raising our sons and other people who are part of the group and and who are thinking this way are raising the next generation of boys and then after that perhaps they don't have that yeah. knee-jerk reaction oh, or that sure. voice yep. in their head but it's really a it's a generational thing that we're yeah, talking about definitely it is and like you said i hope I hope going forward we can leave a legacy where that's not an option. The stigma is is gone. There, you know, you don't have to fear about speaking up when you're struggling. No. How much do you feel like that attitude is changing now? Because obviously, um, five years ago there was no SA brothers and there was no, uh, or certainly far fewer mental health initiatives and and these sorts of conversations. Mm-hmm. But now we seem to see it all the time and plenty of tough looking blokes opening up and happy to share it obviously we're a bit biased because we we see it all the time because we're we're in the world but how much do you think generally in our society things are starting to shift i I think we have seen a fairly big change in sa anyway from our study base i suppose you'd say um but also even some of the older blokes uh You'd be amazed how much they've changed over like the last three years. Some of the slowly. people we know, yeah, slowly, slowly. Like at the start, they were a bit yeah. iffy about it, but now they're fully on board. Like it's like, geez, okay. What, uh, what's done that for them? I think just them seeing other people, sort of on our group, constantly posting that they have an issue. Like it's not, it's not a big deal to be struggling. Yeah. Mm. And, and how, how do they change as people? Have you seen them sort of come out of their shells? Yeah. Oh, for sure get more you know people get more involved over time like i said a lot of people at the start didn't really they just sort of sat in the background didn't get involved didn't comment or anything or didn't get involved in the the days we were doing but over time suddenly you see them turn up at events or at you know at at winter appeal or the summer appeal and it's like oh okay you you do care guess that's just people playing it safe and yeah and it shows and it shows that there is that apprehension and of course talking about trying to break down a massive uh, societal stigma it's a, yeah. it's a big thing that does See, they, they themselves would have been taught all their lives yeah don't you know you can't speak up no. so it, yeah. it, it would be harder for harder to, to crack them i suppose than it is for us going forward and it's hard enough making friends as an adult but yeah. then you add the you know the added issue of i've got an, a problem and they know you're there for a common goal yeah, for them to turn up yeah, is to a ma- big to know, make big real, deal. real friends in particular. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that you can actually really have a, a chat to. And so many men, um, when they get to later stages in life, just don't have any friends or no. don't have yeah. any people that they can really speak to um, at that level. And that seems to be one of the key contributing factors to people choosing to in their lives or when they're really struggling is feeling like, you know, no one's going to miss me. Mm. Yeah, and I've got no one to really chat to. For yeah. sure. Um, in what ways do you think men are sort of hard done by in society? Is there is things that pop up continually on the page that really sort of stand out? Or oh, a bit a of con- contentious yeah. subject. Uh, uh, yeah. You go first, mate. The one we see probably the most is um, access to children yeah. after divorce. Yeah. Is a huge problem. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, like I said, a very contentious subject, but um, the daily we're getting posts saying 
who do I turn to? I need help. Is there a lawyer? Um, I haven't seen my kids in years and that's mm. like heartbreaking to see, but it's just constant. We see yeah. it every day. Yeah, and that's obviously devastating for, for men when they yeah. lose access to the, their kids. The, the our, our biggest issue, I guess, is we don't want to be seen as an organisation that's completely male like we're male yeah. focused but we don't want to be sexist yes. if, if you understand what I yeah, mean of course um, yeah, no, which you, makes it incredibly hard you don't want to be sometimes. viewed as being misogynist that's and, right yeah because yeah. Yeah. yeah you want to it's all about supporting each other it's exactly. not about yeah. bagging yeah. the opposite no, sex no and our main focus is men's mental health but mm. we're going to help anyone that we can anyone that comes to us that, that asks for help we'll do our best to, to help have you had some issues in the past with things sort of getting a bit beyond your control i suppose you can always shut posts down and that sort of yeah, thing. yeah we, we vet posts before they go up uh so if one comes up it's going to be a bit dodgy or not dodgy but we'll be worried with the responses that we're going to yeah. get then we monitor it yeah and if it does get out of control then we turn it off turn, turn, so no one can comment is that on it. pretty stressful for you guys <laughs> like well, with only you work not, well like, yeah, anything yeah. can be screenshot on the internet these yeah. days so you can imagine if someone replies that's not appropriate that can be taken out of context and screenshot and posted elsewhere yeah uh with the good name we've worked so hard to get just goes out the window and you can't you know, every single member isn't one of the people running no, the page. No, that's right. But whoever. that wouldn't matter in the, you know. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. But it just means there's a certain amount of things that you can't control. Yeah. And with only, what, nine on the admin team? Nine on the admin team. full-time jobs, it's hard to yeah. do that sometimes. So our phone's always in our hands looking. Yeah, I know. Does that, that, does that <laughs> sort of... It's a bit of stress for us just because yeah, we don't yeah. want things to sort of get out of control or we don't want people to sort of be burnt by it, which we've had problems in the past with other people yeah. screenshotting it sending it to partners yeah. and we, we've tried so hard to create a safe space for sure that but you can, only, you can only do so much yeah so yeah. Obviously. yeah yeah and do you think if that the attitude that men have towards their own mental health and then towards each other if that shifts do you think broader society's view of men will change as well in terms of thinking of, of men as people who don't show their emotions don't go to the doctor don't look after themselves is it is it men having to lead from the front and prove that that's not the case that is going to change the view of others i think so yeah, i think so yeah, yeah. I, I can't yeah i think it would yeah i yeah i definitely think if if we try and lead by example i suppose um and and say it is safe to speak up it is safe to go and do these you know go to your doctor when you're struggling that sort of thing that will then push that idea onto to the rest of them i suppose it'll yeah. become the new normal so to speak yeah. that it, we've you know guys have sort of built up this barrier for so long and are taught to you know it's weak to speak up and that kind of thing that if we keep sort of doing it ourselves and and, and promoting that it's not and eventually, I think that'll become the new normal. So, you know, there's not a not a problem to have a problem. Are there other groups like you guys doing this in other in other states at this level? Uh, I feel I, like we need a national I one. I don't. I, th I think I so. don't believe no. so. Not not un, not what we do. No. Hmm. Why not? We should get it going. Yes, you guys got to <laughs> get hard enough <laughs> working out. Yeah, yeah. Need us. I, I would not doing to, enough. Um, yeah. I would love to see it in every state, honestly. Yeah. Because um, obviously every state would be crying out for it. I mean, oh, yeah, there's a gap blokes are no, they're yeah. no different in other states than they are here. No. Um, 
we do promote ourselves as SA brothers, yeah. but we have people from interstate, states, overseas. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I was living overseas for a while while running SA brothers. Yeah. So if anyone comes to us asking for help, we'll we'll do the best we can. Doesn't matter whether they're in yeah. SA. You're or like, nah, sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. Victorian. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, but uh, obviously the hands-on style help is going to be SA based, um, just because of logistics yeah. and resourcing. But yeah, um, yeah we try to. What do we do? What we can, where we can, and where's it all going in terms of the meetups and continuing to grow? And does that all just stress you out, or yeah. it's exciting as well? It's happening it's pretty ex- quick. Yeah. Um, you need to just do this as your job, mate. I'd love to yeah. do this as my job. Unfortunately, um, you need to get paid. Pay my mortgage. <laughs> yeah, we do a lot of uh, driving around the city, delivering these hampers and and networking and. You know, seeing people that are struggling as well. Um, we'd love to try and get some office space somewhere, um, like a central hub, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Sponsorship. Some spots yeah, some decent funding, um, because as you know, to do anything, you need money. Yep. And Up we've until been now, all... we've struggled through, um, which has been fine. But but it can only go so far as well, and especially when you're trying to stretch out and deliver more. Yeah. You, you need yep. you need some funding. Um, yeah, like I said, I'd love to do this as a full-time job. Uh, currently, I have a full-time job that is very demanding. Yeah. That I'm struggling to to stay on top of both. Um, Does it get to be a bit much? Uh, in the last six months for me, yeah, it's been pretty, yeah. Which I suppose is a credit to you for how much it's grown and I suppose how many people rely on it now. But at the same I, I, time... I've like, thought about bailing before. Yeah. Uh, just because it was getting it was getting crazy and i just can't i can't do it i can't see someone else take over the amount of work and stuff that i've put in and the teams put in i can't i can't i couldn't do it i'm stuck (laughs) you know it's good it's good it's a it's a great thing to be stuck in i guess Um, what does it mean to you it's what I do in my spare time. It's I go to work, I come home, I'm doing stuff for SA Brothers. I'm trying to better us, I'm trying to network, I'm trying to get grants, trying to help people. Like it's just it's what I do now. <laughs> it's like I said, it's fantastic. I love it. Um, but it, yeah, it's demanding at times. How has um, it changed you? I used to be pretty selfish and self centered. Um, but I, I think now you speak up if I'm, uh, I'm a bit you know, I'm completely the opposite I try and like I said if someone comes asking for help I can't, I'm there I want to help you know what yeah. can I do what to can a, we do to a fault just yeah. going back to when you said what does it mean to you the mm. proudest moment I've ever seen John and you could actually see it on his face was winning the help award uh, a couple of weeks ago the just the recognition that he all this hard work the endless hours after um, Jesse's lovely girlfriend dealing with him on a day-to-day basis of it's all the stuff. It's a roller stuff. coaster. But like seeing the him awards on, really for her. Yeah, yeah <laughs> basically. But seeing him on stage, uh, accepting the award and seeing how proud he was and to come to fruition mm. was just like it made me sort of tear up a bit because it was like this is why we do it. Yeah, you know, mm. the, the, we know we're, we're getting. I mean, we don't do it for the award. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but the the recognition that we are actually making a difference yeah and i suppose it's it's that moment where you're not proud because you want a thing no you're proud because it hits you just like yeah, what you've managed it's a combination to, of you've the managed last to four create. years which yeah. at times have been <laughs> a rocky average. road yeah yeah it's been a journey yeah and that's when you find out if you're truly passionate because uh, it's one thing to have a bright idea and start off doing it and it's quite another to 
keep it yeah. going when there's Push no on through. when there's mm. no money coming in and more and more <laughs> yeah. demands. Yeah, the, it's tough the, to the, do. The, yeah, yeah. So how do you plan to keep it going? Uh, well, the plan currently is just to apply for any grants where that we're available to apply for. Um, we are see, trying to seek sponsorship going forward, um, but other than that, it just seems like something that's a no-brainer in terms of deserving I, support. I, yeah, I really. But just because wish... it deserves support doesn't mean it gets no, support, no, that's is right. it? That's right. It's just finding a, a, an avenue every year to sort of keep yeah. a bit of money stream coming. It's but not I mean, right. asking for millions. It's just. I mean, long yep. term, Constant. long term, I'd love to love to work full time. I'd love mm. to actually work for SA Brothers. I, yep. I can't imagine Can how happening. much further we would be like four years we've, if that we've was done it. we've done a massive amount yeah but if you if someone worked full time for the organization it'd be so much further yeah um and it's yeah it's so so worthy of that yeah because it's I, amazing how much it, like it costs to become a registered charity which is probably our next goal and ngr status which is you know another it's just all money that we're yeah. kind of looking and, and at. you you know that we you've got to weigh it up at the moment do you apply for that which is going to be like Ten to twelve thousand dollars, or you buy ten to twelve thousand dollars worth of food for people who exactly. have nothing to eat. Yeah, it's pretty simple. When you're getting the messages all the time, and yeah, and it's you, pretty easy you created to make, it. Make it's such a it's tough because you created it for this purpose, and that needs to happen now. Yep. But you know that this needs to happen for that to keep happening. Yeah, yeah. And you're sort of <laughs> torn, torn between. I just the two. um yeah, I'm hoping good karma comes along somewhere, and then some way we get. We get funded by by someone. I mean, we're, like I said, we're doing everything we can possibly to to apply for grants and and network with people who, you know, have the money to fund such a organisation. But yeah. currently, no, uh, it's all us. Nothing on the radar. If anyone deserves it, it's you guys. You uh, might have to get into you. politics, mate. <laughs> it has been joked about. You got the face for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I love your work, boys, and I think it's truly the most inspiring group in this space certainly in SA and I've joined it a few years ago and seen it grow and I just think it's incredible that you have created the platform here locally for men when they've got nowhere else to go that's where they go and then we can see the clear shift in our society's attitude towards men's mental health on that page where you have swathes of people jumping in and supporting them and saying i'm here for you i'm experiencing that too and you see every day that it has a tremendous impact and then there's the impact that you guys will never even see yeah from Mm. people who read a post or got connected with someone that totally changed their life yep and so from a goal of oh we want to save one person which is what they all say (laughs) yeah to saving countless and also not even going that far but just shifting attitudes making blokes feel more comfortable with themselves making them more connected really doing so much for creating a stronger society there's just no doubt that you guys are doing that so you absolutely need some more support and (laughs) someone's got to fund these guys fingers crossed if you're a fan of the work we're doing or have a suggestion for the show, please rate us on Apple Podcasts and leave a comment. You can follow Young Blood Men's Health Matters on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and visit our website, youngbloodmedia.com.au, to stay up to date. And most importantly, if this conversation resonated with you, share it with someone you love and start a conversation of your own. A huge thank you to our local business supporters who've joined our mission to change the lives of young men for the better and help make this possible. We're all in it together. This is Youngblood. Thanks for being part of the mission. Catch you next time.